How's it going, my brothers and sisters? This is Steve Kitts. Thank you for joining us on During Bible Study Podcast. We'll open up in a prayer. Lord, Heavenly Father, we thank and praise you, Lord, for your wonderful grace and love. We thank you, Lord, that you're with us and that these words, Lord, that you give us is something we can put in our hearts and use for your glory. Lift you up and give you the honor. In your blessed name we beg. Amen. Joseph had family issues. And you think that you have family troubles today. You don't have anything compared to this story. Let me tell you a story about a young man that his only wrong was being loved greatly by the father. Joseph, the one with the biblical patriarch Jacob, Jacob had 12 sons, Benjamin being the least and Joseph being next to him. Now we know that Joseph was thrown in a pit by his brothers who resented the father's favoritism towards the son. The brothers wanted to kill him, but sold him into slavery for 20 20 pieces of silver. After a while, he rose to become the master over Egypt, saving not only his family, but the lives of all the nation. So let's look at the start of Genesis chapter 37. We see that it states that Jacob would live in the land of the promise, which was the promised land of Canaan. We know from the story that Joseph was 17 and was a shepherd, as all of the people were back then. Something about those shepherd boys always getting in over their head and getting into some kind of trouble. Now Joseph was out tending the sheep with his half-brothers, and he overheard them being evil and doing evil things and he went and told his father so right away from the start of the story it says that Joseph was a tattletale now his father had many wives and that's why he had half brothers Uh, they all had a different mom most every one of them so that's part of the story too but this is a place where the famous coat of many colors comes into play Jacob, who was now named, had been changed by the angel to Israel. He would use that back and forth uh, if he was doing things or it was talking about him in this chapter. Now, we see in the movies that the coat of many colors and even in pictures is like a multicolored, sewn together garment. Well, let me give you another thought on how this coat might have looked. What if the coat was like a pure white base, but it was adorned with gems and rubies and sapphires and gold and very colorful ribbons, uh, maybe even gold buttons? This coat was made for a king or ruler. This coat would be easily seen from a great distance because of how bright and colorful it was. It would let everyone see that this person that was wearing it was a very special person. They had to stand out. And Joseph did in his dad's eyes. The brothers hated him that he made that much to the father instead of them. To make matters worse at the house, Joseph had dreams. And it wasn't bad enough to have dreams, but he was telling others that 
hated him about the dreams and what they really meant. That made them hate Joseph even more. He would tell them every dream that he had, and the dreams involved them being bowing down to him. Later on, his brothers sent, were sent away to lead the sheep into different places, and that's what they did. They traveled with the sheep to feed the sheep and to have them closer to the markets and things like that. And the father came to Joseph one day and said, could you please go down and check on your brothers? And that's what really catches this story, too. The father didn't tell him, hey, go down there and check on your brothers like I told you to do. The father adored Joseph so much, he said, please go check on your brothers. Like, you don't have to, but you can, You need to for me. Please go do this. I can't go do it myself. I need you to go do it since you're younger. And this also shows us that Joseph was home doing nothing when his brothers were out working. Well, being a good and faithful son, he goes as his father had told him to go and do. Well, he got to the place where his brothers were supposed to be, and he searched around for them, and they were not around. While he was wandering around, a stranger came by and said, What are you looking for? And he said, My brothers. And the guy said, I overheard them talking about going into another town. Well, this other town was like a a travel port, a place where they could get into things that they shouldn't probably get into. But it was a place where they wanted to go find themselves. No parents around to stop them and stuff. So the ten brothers were sitting down to eat one day, and they seen Joseph coming from a far, far away. Uh, and because of his brightly colored coat and the way that it shined and shone up, they were able to see him from a distance. Their hate and anger rose up in them, and they talked about killing him and then lying about what happened. Luckily, the oldest brother had sense enough to talk to them and tell them not to kill the brother, just throw him into a pit. They grabbed him, they stripped off his clothes, and they tossed him in a pit without any water to drink. Now, if we notice this, is similar to what happened to Jesus later on. Jesus was sent by his father to check on things. The world hated him and stripped him of his clothing before putting him in a no-win situation on the cross. So the brothers sat back down to eat. While they were eating, there comes a caravan that was heading to Egypt. A bunch of merchants bringing goods back from wherever they were at and going back towards Egypt. So sending the little brother far away would work best for them. And somehow the brothers took advantage of the oldest brother being gone and they told the others that they should sell Joseph to these men and be done with that dreamer. They pulled him up and sold him to the merchants. Now the older brother comes back and he's upset at what has happened and what has gone on while he was gone. The brothers killed a goat and soaked the coat with the blood and they sent the bloody coat back to the father. We noticed that they didn't take the coat back to dad themselves, but they sent it with a stranger. When Jacob got the coat, he was grave sick. He wouldn't even let anybody comfort him because he was so 
upset because his beloved son was gone. Now down in Egypt, we find that Joseph had been sold to the Potiphar. A Potiphar is the captain of the Pharaoh's guards, a very important and high position in the palace. We often read that God puts his people in position where they can do great things. Maybe in a different situation than they planned on being in, but God will put us in places where we never thought we would go, and he will use us to change people's lives. We could go on to this story and say how Joseph was promoted by the Potiphar to run the whole house while he was gone. This would be in charge of everything. The cooks, the maids, the ground crews, you name it, whatever happens in a mansion, he was in charge of it. We could tell you that the Potiphar trusted Joseph with his property and money. But evil is always trying to cause problems. We read how the Potiphar's wife wanted Joseph to sleep with her, and he refused. Not once, but several different times. She was obsessed with him, but he denied her. This made her so angry that she lied to her husband on Joseph. Well, the man of the house had no other action but to act, and he had Joseph arrested for attempted rape. Joseph would be in jail for a long time, but he was able to interpret dreams. He told the dreams of some of the people that was in jail with him, and these dreams came true. But it wasn't until the Pharaoh had dreams and no one could interpret them that the guy that was in jail with Joseph remembered that Joseph could interpret dreams and told the Pharaoh, I know a guy. So Joseph was brought out, and he did know, with God's help, what the meaning of the dreams were. This amazed the Pharaoh, and he promoted Joseph all the way up to second in command over all of Egypt. Because God was with Joseph, he was able to know how to store up the grain because the famine was coming. Who knows what God will help us through in hard times? Uh, he does, and He will prepare us ahead of time. And all this didn't happen overnight. It took years to get into the place where all the world needed what Egypt had. Because of the storage of grain, Egypt was now the place to get food. Joseph's family was no different. His father was old and still heartbroken over the loss of his favorite son. Now Jacob's other brother Benjamin had been put in as the father's favorite son. And the other brothers knew it and they, they reported this to Jacob or Joseph when they met him in the palace. See, they had came for grain and he noticed who they were. And being a powerful leader, all he had to do is say, bring me those people. And they gathered up his brothers and brought him to the, the palace. While at the palace, he told the brothers, I will keep you prisoner until you bring me your little brother, Benjamin. So they ran off, one of them, and got his little brother and brought him back. And after he had brought them all together and had his little brother with him, that's when he revealed who he was. 
And in shock and awe, they, they really were surprised. They were happy to see him, and he cried along with them. He didn't hold that, what they had done to him earlier against him. He was just happy to have his family back together again. And uh, we're so happy, too, that God can use any situation and change it for good. It was because Joseph hold on, held on to his faith in God through the hate and the hurt. Even his own family had wanted him dead, and they took action against him to get rid of him. While in a foreign land and away from all that he had known, God was still with him. You see, God knows how to use us, and he will use us if we let him. Your situation may not be the best. You might have family or others that hate you and are jealous of you. Don't let that stop you from your walk with God. Your walk is your walk. Their walk is their walk. Hold on to God. He is the only thing that is good. God will reward you down here as well as in heaven. Well, we'll close in a prayer. And I thank you for listening. And we'll see you next pod. Lord, Heavenly Father, we thank and praise you, Lord, that no matter what goes on, no matter what we go through, no matter how many scrapes and bruises and and skin knees that we have, Lord, we're going to hold on to you. We're going to believe in you through the whole thing. We're going to trust you, Lord, because we have nowhere else to turn. This world doesn't offer us anything, anything good, Lord, but destruction and pain and trouble. We know we look to you, Lord, for all of our good and all of our greatness. We thank you, Lord. Use us the way you want to use us and be with those that are listening to this. Bless them, Lord, with everything that you want to bless them with in your blessed holy name and amen. I want to take a minute to talk to you about Buzzsprout. Today is a great day to start your own podcast. Whether you're looking for a new market or a channel, may I suggest that you share your thoughts and your ideas with the world. And it's just so fun to have a talk show. Podcasting is very easy, inexpensive, and a fun way to expand your reach online. Buzzsprout is hands down the easiest and best way to launch, promote, and track your podcast. Your show can be online and listed in major podcast directories like Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, and many more. Within minutes of finishing each recording. Podcasting isn't hard when you have the right partners. And a team that they have at Buzzsprout is passionate in helping you succeed. They want you to succeed. Join with over 100,000 podcasters already using Buzzsprout to get their message out to the world. Let's go ahead and create something together. God bless you. Let me tell you about a new product that you probably need to go check out. It's called Talking Jesus Doll at JesusDoll.com. If you use my promo code Steve Kitts at checkout, they'll give you an extra 10% off. With all the woke culture going out affecting kids with cartoons and toys, they're trying to separate your kids and your grandkids from the family and from God. I recommend that you introduce Jesus to your kids as early as possible. That's why we're partnering with the Talking Jesus Doll. It's a plush doll that talks. When you squeeze the hand, it speaks ten phrases that Jesus said in the Bible. From the Lord's Prayer to John 3.16 and everything in between. With everything that's going on, it's important to introduce our children to the love and the lessons 
that Jesus had for many years. I love this product and so does everyone else. Their reviews are amazing and kids are learning the Bible verses and using the doll to minister to others. If you have kids, grandkids, nieces, and nephews, this is a perfect gift for them. It could be for Easter, birthdays, and even Christmas. Teach your kids about the Lord. Go to JesusDoll.com and use the promo code STEVEKIDS for 10% off and God bless you.